Episode 71. Welcome back to the Buzz Pod. I'm your host, Nico Blatchman, and today's guest is me, myself, and I. Ladies and gentlemen, this has never been done before on the Buzz Pod. A solo epi. Fire me up. We're going to get this started with a little story that happened recently. Um, so, two days ago, uh, I played on, in a men's league game down in Miami Beach. This league is pretty good. There's a lot of uh, ex pro guys, couple pro guys. Um, some D1, D3 guys, and then there's like obviously just some men that play hockey, of course. Um, but uh, this particular game two days ago in the second period, someone steps up and hits me. And this is a former pro guy, and he hit me high. I didn't like it. There's no hitting in the league, so I slashed him. We locked eyes, and it was automatic insta shed. And we had a great tilt, honestly. It was like a pro tilt in a men's league game, it was awesome. And um, the guy gave me knucks after. He actually came to the locker room, gave me knucks again, and we shot the shit for a bit. Great guy. Played for the University of Michigan, then went on to play in the American League and, and the coast a bit. Um, but I set myself up for that. And I want to... It's crazy. Like, First of all, I absolutely loved it. I hadn't fought in a long time. So it's a great way to kick off the 2021 offseason, just getting a couple swings in, um, eating a couple fists, and, and just getting myself going. But... Before the game, I was watching this movie called Million Dollar Baby on Netflix, which if you haven't watched, you have to watch. Um, it's about a girl boxer. And I actually skipped through it a couple times because I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch a movie about a girl boxer. But then I heard uh, somebody mention it on a podcast. It might have even been Spin Chicklets. Somebody mentioned it. And then um, I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. What a movie. Unbelievable movie. Also, like, it's just a fact when you're watching, like, boxing movies or something like that. You're just, like, on your toes more than more than when you're not watching those kind of movies. So, I ripped into Million Dollar Baby. I was an hour in when I had to leave to go to the game. And then I'm at the game, and my boys show up. My my boys that I grew up with, which I haven't... They, they've never came to watch me train. I've been training here, like, forever, you know? So... My boys show up and I have just watched Million Dollar Baby and then this guy hits me high. What do you think's gonna happen? So obviously, yeah, great tilt, great guy, absolutely loved it. Unbelievable way, unbelievable way to get the 2021 offseason started. Now let's get into this pod. So I wanna I wanna give you guys my full story. I don't wanna leave anything out. Um, this is obviously just the past two years that we're gonna run through, but um I started to think like what's the best way to to execute this podcast and I just started writing everything down and now I got a book in front of me so I'm just gonna let loose and read this kind of like an audiobook and hopefully you guys enjoy it and then right after I'm done I'm going to um, get into the questions that everybody sent in through Instagram which I really appreciate you guys sending your questions that's a huge help in building this episode so here we go Self-belief and confidence in one's game is the most important skill an athlete must pertain in order to be successful. Nico Blatchman. This skill can be developed. I know because I've been doing it and I want to share my bag of tricks with you guys. I know a lot of guys weren't able to play this season or only managed to get very few games in. And as one of those guys, I know it's not easy to stay, in quotation, motivated or hungry day in and day out. But there is ways to do it. For me, what really got me is not having that daily routine of going into the rink every day. In the beginning of shutdown, I was waking up around 10 a.m., no alarm, working out, and then blowing up my friends to hang out. After a while, you begin to feel like less of a hockey player. 
and how you feel about yourself directly translates to confidence in yourself and game. So now the question I was asking myself is how do I get myself to feel like a hockey player when I have no team, no coach, no ice, no schedule, and just no hockey? It clicked. It's got to be me. It's got to come from within. I got to do more. I got to make my routine. I got to make myself wake up early. I have to hold myself accountable. Because I knew if I didn't, it would be extremely hard to ever feel like a hockey player again. In December of 2019, my wrist was sliced in a practice accident. I was immediately taken to the hospital where they took a quick look and stitched me back up. For the next three months, I would occasionally lose control and feeling in my thumb and also get sharp stinging pains on the ice. My play started to decline and I saw myself in the stands every night. As my role lessened, so did my confidence. I began going out more, you know, to have fun since I'm not playing anyways. Going out means getting to bed late, waking up later, and not feeling 100%. Which then made practices worse, and my day-to-day life essentially had no intention, except to maybe have fun. When COVID shutdown hit, I flew home and decided to get an MRI of my wrist because it still wasn't feeling right. Turns out, I had a great excuse for not feeling right three sliced tendons in my wrist. It was time for an emergency surgery. Because of COVID, my doctor had to wait for the surgery to be approved, which only took about four days. Then it was go time for my first career surgery. One side of me was so mad that this wasn't caught three or four months ago when it happened, but my grateful side came out when I realized, one, thank God I don't have to live with this pain, and two, I'm getting it fixed. I can be a comeback story. I went home that day and asked myself a simple question. How can I continue to get better at hockey or as a hockey player every single day? How do I not lose a step? I created my own routine, my own schedule. I got on the keto diet because I was pretty big from all the going out, eating poutine and not playing. I started reading daily. I began writing down my thoughts, journaling, the power of writing things down, which we'll get into later. I took on meditation and implemented mobility and flexibility into my workout regimen. My why became clear. Who I am and wanted to be became clear to me. Almost everything became clear. Kind of like magic. I started to grow confident in my daily routine. It's making me feel good. Mentally strong. Four months later, I was cleared to skate. 120 days, no hockey. And skate I did. I started skating around four or five times a week. Big shout out to Brett Schaefer, goalie coach, who allowed me to come on the ice every morning at 5.30 a.m. But now I had my routine as well, including habits that are helping my game off the ice. And now I have the ability to get better on the ice too. It was almost like I found a cheat code to continuously get better on and off the ice every day. It was around August now and there started to be rumors about a hockey season. I was just getting back into the swing of things. I had signed an SBHL contract with a team who went on to fold, as half the teams in most leagues did. The NHL was buzzing playoffs in a bubble, but other than that, no other team, no other leagues were going. Around October, the NCAA decided they would return to play, along with some teams in some other leagues. Pro camps were much smaller as they were limited to the amount of guys that they can bring in, and with half the teams folding for the season, There was a lot of people willing to cut grass. 
just not enough grass to cut. Along with my on-ice, off-ice, and mental training, I started watching my boy Zach Solo's games, who at the time was with Northeastern University. I began taking notes on his game and discussing with him after. Just watching and talking hockey with the intention to improve helped me so much more than I ever knew at the time. We were breaking down plays, discussing pre-game routine and habits plus post-game. It was keeping me sharp and I was learning through his experience. Sounds crazy, because it is. As his or our season came to a close, Zach was in contract talks and flew home to Naples, Florida to train until something was decided. So of course, I drove the two hours north to train with Zach, because I thought, what an opportunity. Zach just played a full season, logging almost 30 minutes a night as captain of Northeastern University. If I can keep up with him, I know I'm in good game shape. We skated 14 days straight on the ice at 7 a.m. every morning at Hertz Arena, home of the Florida Everblades of the ECHL. Three weeks prior to this, I had emailed every head coach from the six SPHL teams that were in season for a shot to play. Four no answers and two no thank yous. I haven't played a hockey game in two years now. We woke up at 4 a.m. every morning, hit a morning routine, got to the rink around 5.30, 6 a.m., warmed up, and skated at 7 a.m. After the skate, we'd eat, stretch, and watch film of our practice. Yes, practice film. Then we'd create our plan for the next day's skate, eat, stretch, sleep, and do it again. There was nobody watching us skate, but I kept telling Zach that someone's going to see us working and give him his deal, the deal that he wanted. Then he started feeding me that the Everblades coaches were watching me. There was nobody there. We were legit firing each other up. On the last few days of the skate, the goalie that we were skating with, Caden Bailey, shout out to Caden, Michigan Tech guy, awesome goalie, had lessons with the Florida Everblades goalie coach. Me and Z shot for the lessons. I introduced myself and might have mentioned that I needed a spot to play. Just might have. Right after he mentioned that their tough guy got called up. Coach Robo did me a huge favor and told the coaches about me. But Zach had just signed with Milwaukee in the AHL and was going to Chicago on an ATO. I was headed back home. Two weeks later, on Thursday, April 22nd at 8 a.m., I got a text from a random number as I'm walking into my house from a beach workout. The text read, Hey, Nico, this is Brad Ralph, head coach of the Florida Everblades. Can you give me a call when you get a chance? I immediately called him back. I was on my way by 1 p.m. That night, I settled into the hotel. The next morning, I went into the rink, met the staff, and signed my first pro contract. Then I ripped into my pre-skate routine. It was a morning skate because it was game day. After the skate, I ripped my stretches and got back to the hotel. At this point, I had no clue if I was playing or not, but I told my family to drive up just in case and ripped into my game day routine that I've missed so dearly. When I got to the rink, there it was, number 27 in the lineup. I was about to make my pro debut in the ECHL. I did make my pro debut in the ECHL. And fuck, that was the best day of my life so far. Before the next game, someone tested positive for COVID and we got shut down for a bit. And on our first day back, the player who had gone called up was sent back down which meant my time was up, at least for now.
All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was um, that was my life for the past two years, basically. Um, that was it. That was it. That was all of it. Um, I want to get into some of the things that really helped me when I wasn't able to play and continue to help me to this day. Um, new things that I tried, which are reading, journaling, meditation, listening to podcasts, um, having a routine, and visualization. So um, these are all keys um, that every hockey player should be using, every athlete should be using, um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you fuel yourself with six things, what you watch, read, listen to, visualize, surround yourself with, and how you talk to yourself. And the only reason that I was able to learn um, that is through reading. And um, also experience, experiencing these things and seeing how much they help me. So um, the biggest thing is to try new things like try journaling, try reading, see how, see what it does for you. Um, you know, don't be afraid to try. Don't be that, that person that's afraid to try. Try these new things, especially if, if they've helped others and, and they could help you. Reading. It's probably the biggest one for me. I, I never used to read. I, I've never been a school guy and um, I've just never, never even thought of digging into a book even when I had to. Um, but then I realized like, I'm not learning anything. Like I'm staying the same every day. And, and you gotta learn stuff. You gotta learn stuff. You gotta improve yourself daily, whether it be as a hockey player or as a person. It's part of life. It is life. You're not living if you're not learning. That's the truth. So, and I actually read that in a book. It was uh, a book called The Obstacle is a Way. It had a story on Malcolm X when he went to prison. He said it was the most alive he ever felt. Because for 20 years, all he did was read and learn. And it's the most alive he's ever felt. So take that into account. Journaling, writing stuff down. Think about this episode alone. Gathering the thoughts from the last two years was so tough. Just trying to remember every instant of your life is so tough so for me like writing things down is is a must now because how are you going to remember everything that you're going through how are you going to remember when things are tough how you're feeling what you're trying to do to get out of it how are you going to remember when things are going well what you're doing for things to go well you got to write things these things down because as as good as you think your brain is it's just not it's just not and 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 you, you don't remember these little things that you need to remember. The little things are everything. It's not the big things. You don't have a lot of big things in your life. You got a lot of little things. So you got to dial in on those little things. Meditation, oh, just essential for me in the morning. So I'm just going to go through my morning routine. I wake up. Uh, I take a cold shower. I do a meditation. I stretch. I do a breathing technique called the bolt score to see how my lungs are doing or how my body's feeling in the morning after I do the bold score I journal then I read and then I go into my workout or whatever I have to do for the day um, visualization takes place more at night but um, at the end of the day if you can't see yourself somewhere you're never going to get there you got to be able to visualize it when you have trouble visualizing it it's because you're not doing something right you're not confident in your work and that's another thing is confidence grows through work. Like I, like I opened this pod with, I mean, confidence is the most important skill an athlete must pertain in order to be successful. 
And an athlete can build confidence through simple, hard work. If you know you do the work, you know you're ready, you're going to perform. You're going to execute the way you want. But if you want to execute one way and you know you have to prepare to execute that way and you didn't prepare to execute that way, well, subconsciously, it's going to be very hard to overcome that and execute the way you want to. And that's just a fact. Prepping for your day is giant. I mean, as a hockey player, day in and day out, we have a schedule. We get our schedule sent to us the day before or however your team does it and you know exactly what you're doing. So not having a schedule is just mayhem. You know, you wake up, what do I do with my hands? Kind of Ricky Bobby. So you got to make sure the night before you plan out. Well, you don't got to make sure, but this is what I do. And I'm hoping you guys can adopt some of these um, habits. So I write down my day the day before exactly what I want to do. Kind of as detailed as possible. So the next morning I wake up and I got it all on my whiteboard. I check them off as I go. I know exactly what I have to do. And I'm in my routine. I'm doing the things that I feel I need to do to become a better person and hockey player. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You, yourself. What do you think about yourself? You know, that's that's all it is. It's not who. what do they think about me. If you're thinking what do they think about me, it's because you're not thinking about yourself the way you should. It's all about what you think about yourself. So reading, journaling, meditation... Listening to podcasts, that's been huge for me. You can always listen to the BuzzPod, but if you want a podcast recommendation, check out The Curious Competitor by Connor Carrick. He plays in the New Jersey Devils organization. He's got people on all the time, um, and he's learning from it. And, and if you're listening, you're learning from it as well. So that's actually where I got the bold score, my breath, my breath morning work um, idea from. So check that out if you haven't. And um, let's see what else. Your self-talk. Like, what are you saying to yourself every day? I've got, um, I don't know how many quotes tattooed on my body, but they're all quotes that I try to repeat to myself in my head all day, every day. For example, one of them is a Mike Tyson quote, which I learned from reading Mike Tyson's book. Everything that I've learned is from reading books. If I didn't read books, I know, I know nothing. I don't know what I was doing Um like two years ago, before two years ago, I don't know what I was doing, what I was saying. I was probably a joke. Like, I didn't know anything. I wasn't learning anything. So I read this from Mike Tyson's book, and I think it's called Iron Fist or Iron Mike. If you haven't read it, check it out. Um, Mike Tyson's story is crazy. He had no confidence as a younger guy, and then he met his uh, trainer, Cuz D'Amato, and Cuz D'Amato started to basically just instill confidence in in him all the time, telling him he's going to be the champion of the world, telling him he's got the heaviest punch there is or whatever they say. And um, at night when Mike was going to bed, he would repeat these things to him. So while he's falling asleep, all he's hearing is like, you're the champion of the world, blah, blah, blah. And he said he heard it so much, he started to believe it. So I was like, I don't got a cuz motto with me, but I can probably feed myself these thoughts all day. So all day I'm repeating, every day and every way I get better and better. There's no substitute for hard work. Success is earned, not given. You are what you do, not what you say you will do. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Those are the quotes that I got tatted on me, and those are the quotes that I repeatedly tell myself all the time. I try to instill them in myself. That's my custom motto. Be your own custom motto. Be your own motivation, be your own everything. Do it yourself, because you can. You have the ability. 
You just have to do it. Attack. All right, now I'm going to get into, I guess, part three of this podcast, which is the questions that uh, you all sent in. Um, so the, <clears throat> the first one that I'm going to answer is, what do you think makes yourself stand out? And for me, that's uh, discipline and passion for the game. I, uh, I know a lot of guys towards this age, 22, 23, 24, 25, they get a bit burnt out of the game. They kind of do what they have to do. And uh, then they try to get away from the game as much as possible. I, I can't get burnt out, burnt out. I can't. I love this fucking game and I just can't get burnt out and I want it so bad. And I think that's what makes me stand out. Did you ever think of quitting hockey? For sure. For sure. I think, I think most hockey players have at one point thought about quitting hockey. For me, luckily that was more back in the day, like around 17, 18, 16, 15, 16, 17, more 15 actually when I was an OHL draft and I didn't get drafted. Um, so yeah, that was tough, but, uh, but I, I never really wanted to quit hockey. I guess I said I did at the time maybe, but I didn't really want it. Um, what was your biggest career failure and what or how did you learn from it? My biggest career failure was uh, leaving the Ramuski Oceanic 10 games into my 19 year old season because um, I thought I wasn't getting the ice time I deserved. That is for sure um, my biggest failure of my career. And um, what did I learn from it? I learned that you can never let your ego take over. And you always need to focus on your why. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? What do I want out of this? So if I would have been thinking about those things, I would have realized that I was in one of the best leagues in the world and that it's a long season. We're only 10 games in. There's 80 games and a lot can happen. And you, I just had to con control the controllables, control what I can control. But um, at that time, I just always thought the grass was always greener on the other side. And at the end of the day, you learn that the grass is greener where you water it, not on the other side. Um, what were some of your biggest setbacks and how did you bounce back? My biggest setback was this injury, um, this whole story that I just told you guys. And the way I bounced back was um, through all those good habits that I had mentioned. So what advice would you give to someone lacking motivation? The best advice I would give someone lacking motivation is start with work and your confidence will follow. Start putting in the work. You don't want to go sick handle. You don't want to skate. You don't want to do it. Do it. Do it all and do it every day consistently. And eventually your confidence will follow, which is your motivation. How does being traded affect you mentally? How do you deal? For me, getting traded was never a problem. Um, leaving teams or getting kicked off teams, that sucked. Getting traded, I always looked at it with optimism. Fresh start every time. How and what will you do to give yourself the best chance to play in the NHL? I love this question. I will put in the work on and off the ice and do everything that is in my control to make it happen. I think that's uh, the best answer I can give for that. Um, not a ton of detail, but... You get it. You get it. I want to say thank you to everyone that sent in questions. Um, 
it's been a huge help to putting the whole podcast together not just answering them now but it really helped me put it all together so thank you so much i hope you guys enjoy this epi and i'm actually going to finish it off with a couple of uh, my favorite quotes that i've learned recently from a good book that my good friend jasper weatherby recommended so these first two quotes are from a book um, that I just mentioned Jasper Weatherby uh, recommended to me. It's called Chop Wood, Carry Water. Unbelievable read. Deep down, you know if you cut corners and subconsciously, that is incredibly hard to overcome. Hard isn't a choice. Where you experience it is. That one hits home with me because hard isn't a cho- choice where you experience it is. I always say, so in my neighborhood, we have uh, people that do upkeep, like cut the grass every morning and, um, you know, just everything, all that stuff. And um, I'm usually up around four or five in the morning and these guys are, are, are working. They're cutting grass. They're pulling in around four or five in the morning and uh, getting to work. And I always say, you know, if you don't put in the work right now, if you don't wake up early and grind right now doing something that you love to do, then in the future, you're going to have to wake up early and grind to do something that you don't love to do. And um, that's what I think. And that's that's what that quote says to me as well. Um, <clears throat> I got a couple more quotes. This book is called Think Like a Warrior. And this was recommended to me by another good friend, Logan Hutzko. The key is to realize that confidence is a precious commodity. It must be continuously protected and built upon. It's the energy that drives you forward and determines your future. The fastest and easiest way to build confidence is through preparation. If a man knows that he's put in the work and the study and made the sacrifices necessary to be successful at something, he can be confident that he has a huge advantage over those who were not willing to pay such a price. For a man to be confident in a task, he must know that he has done everything possible to properly prepare for it. He will then exude confidence. If you want to raise confidence, raise expectations. Expect more from yourself and you will get more from yourself. Epi 71. That's a wrap.